Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. There is one more thing. The network has received quite a few angry phone calls from older viewers about our theme song. Really? I think our theme song's Zazzy. Unfortunately, elderly people who complain about things are our key demographic. We're going to need a new theme song. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. Ah! I'm famous comedian, but you all know me from my role on popular show you all watch. Woo! This bit is a lot of setup. The punchline is, you love me! Uh, I'm doing a weird physical bit. I'm singing a sentence to make it sound funny. Hey, Allie. Just watched your movie. Wanted to see if you wanted to see my perky presenter. And now... Who wants that? Our feature presentation... <laughs> Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Thursday morning, the 8th of August. Hey, kids. Hey. For uh, about five years now, it's been very difficult to watch Los Angeles Dodgers baseball games on TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get a few here and there on uh, Channel 5, a few national games you'll see on a Saturday, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, now, once in a while, there's one on YouTube. And uh, that was the case yesterday for the afternoon game. And uh, I'm sorry that I, I didn't tune in and watch it. Because okay. At, at some point... I think we would have seen a fight in the stands. Oh. Between Beer Mug and the King of Mexico. <gasps> oh, Team Beer Mug. Sounds like absolutely Team Beer Mug. When you yeah. go to an event, yeah. team anyone but, don't, but Dave. Don't even know why yet. <laughs> yeah. But apparently it almost came to blows yesterday, and yeah. I'm fascinated to find out why. Well, first of all, I want to thank uh, Assistant Producer Christine for getting us the tickets. So Dave, Christine, and I went to the game to nice. watch the 10th walk-off this season for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Unbelievable. Stayed for the whole thing? We stayed for the whole thing, and that was my idea. Dave was about ready to go, oh, it's hot. Oh, it's too hot. Oh, when yeah, you third have, inning comes along, Dave's ready to get out of there. Would you have stayed alone if they left? Absolutely. Oh, because you're, Absol- you're a fan Ever of the game. since my mom left the 1988 yeah. World Series, <laughs> yes. I never leave games. Sure, makes okay? sense. So uh, before the wonderful walk-off, we're sitting there, and I'm clapping, cheering, and I start whistling like you do. At a baseball like game, a super now, loud one. Yeah, yeah. Not like, like a, not like the Andy Griffith theme song. You no, were you were like whistling like, like a sports one. It's a good choice, though. Thank you. Like this. <laughs> louder, so you, louder, louder. But louder, I can't. Yeah. Okay. It's too early to whistle loud. So. Okay. so you were. So in other words, you were just adding to the general enthusiasm of the crowd, just right. like other he, people he were. Was, ch- he was yelling. Cat, he was catcalling the pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Other people were were applauding. You were whistling. Yeah. Okay. So as I'm doing that, I see. I, I look over at Dave, and Dave's putting his hand up over his ear. And he's looking all annoyed. And um, I'm like, is that is that because of me? And I keep whistling. And then he looks at me and goes, oh, you don't have to do that. <laughs> huh. And Did I'm you, like, were you aware that you didn't have to do that? <laughs> I, I, I didn't aware. I, I wasn't aware of that. Okay. But I, I immediately told Dave, I'm like, dude, this is a ball game. Right. I'm mm-hmm. allowed to whistle, clap, yell, cheer, 
pretty much do whatever I want as long as I'm respectful. Oh, no. It's it's too loud. He's <laughs> got real issues, doesn't he? Yeah. Does. Too hot, too loud. Hey, F you. If you're going to whistle in my ear, do it somewhere else. I wasn't whistling here. I was two seats over. Was- yeah, and it was still annoying. In my ear. You, wait, there was a person be- between Dude. you and him? Dude. Huh. Wait, was, hold on. Wait, we weren't it? even sitting next we to each other? We had a whole We of... were next to each other. We he was a... literally next to me, just that we had an empty seat between us. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah. beer mugging. That's, 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 not, next that's not next to you, by the way. <laughs> just for the record, that's a certain amount of space. Thank you. And you're at a baseball game. Why can't you celebrate, Dave? What's wrong with you? No, there's one thing with cla- clapping and cheering. There's another thing with whistling a, a stupid <laughs> high pitch. Okay, let me ask you. Imagine where he's at right now, Kevin. Okay, let me ask you. Dave, Dave, did you did you post your rules so that everyone could see him when they walked into the stadium? Great question. Yeah, did you sign anything, Muggs, before you got in? Are you in violation of Dave's contract of fun? In fact, even on the back of the Dodgers ticket, it doesn't say anything about whistling. Boom! I should have texted that number and said this guy was offending me. Oh God! Yeah, you should (laughs) have. They would have kicked you out. Dave's a lot of fun, you guys. He really, wow. he sort of isn't. The king of Mexico is bullshit. Next get- time you go to a game, Muggs, A, whistle more, but B, take some beach balls. I mean, like, oh. j- like blow them up at your seat and then just start making your section, like, play nonstop beach balls. I'm just going to rapid fire them at, right at Dave's head. <laughs> hey, Bear, don't you hate beach balls, too? Uh, now I like him again. I did hate him until he told me to stop whistling. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Exactly. It's take the opposite side of Dave. Dave will grab a beach ball at a mm-hmm. baseball game mm-hmm. and pop it. I what hope a- people boo him. Oh, they, they do. They do. They do. Yeah. Does he care? No. Why, what is Dave? What is your stance on that? What, why do you think you're the you're the usher basically? And beach balls? Yeah. It's because people should be watching the game and not beach balls. But did they sign that contract too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now we wonder why people get hit in the stands. Wow. No, no, that's a, wow! That's a direct connection. I can see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that poor child was just focused on a beach ball. Right? <laughs> if she was just watching the game, she'd be wow. alive today. So, Dave, you're not on your phone or anything like that at a game, right? Once in a while, but during the breaks. <laughs> oh, okay. that's such bullcrap! He was on the phone during the during the innings! This oh is a man that can't even pay attention to our show. Well, that's true. So all of a sudden, he's at a game paying 24-7 attention? Give Dave, me a break, Dave. Dave has never paid 24-7 attention. No. It's not possible. Thank you, King of Mexico, for the decline of Western civilization. You Idiot. I just think it's funny that he doesn't like beach balls because they should be paying attention to the game, but Dave could be on his phone all afternoon, and it's that he's paying attention to the game. Yeah, that's how the rules work. That's how it works. You've never gone to a game with me. Oh, you have gone to a game with Dave. That's where he popped the beach ball. Yes. Insanity. Christ. I've seen it in action, yeah. Were you, uh, were you fashion policing also, Dave? Was everybody wearing stuff that was okay with you? Uh, there were some people that were wearing non-authorized gear, but I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did you have to throw anyone out? Uh, almost. So there's a guy who kept standing up in front of us oh. and blocking our view, but uh, we let him go. People who stand up at sporting events, right? right? Crazy. Oh. Well, uh, I, I agree with the mother. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> You're at a game, stand up if you have to. Boom. But also, you also you paid for a seat, and you don't sure. really need to stand for three hours, right. too. Well, let's not get into that then, because now you're on Dave's side. Yeah, I don't want to be on Dave's side. Right. Believe me. I don't okay. want to be on Dave's side. All right, so crisis averted, then. Everybody's everybody's cool. Did you did you stop whistling? Hell no. All right, good okay. man. Good, good man. for you, Muggs. Uh, the king of Mexico is bullsh- I don't think I have time for this thing, so I'll save this thing for tomorrow. Okay. Let's talk, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show. Anytime now. Jerry O'Connell 
Yes. Yeah. Hollywood treasure Jerry O'Connell is going to be on the program today. Love him. So he got this talk show, Jensen, from filling in for Wendy Williams. People said, wow, this guy's really good at this. Let's give him his own show. Yeah, he's so good at it. It was almost off-putting how good he was at it. Mm. I, but sort of it, that's who he is every time you see him. You go, oh, he's really great. Yeah. You don't want someone better than you filling in. I know. And when he did it, I'm sure Wendy Williams was like, hey, maybe when I get back, we can find a place for him or something. Someplace else. Uh, Allie's going to bring us a story of people who stopped bathing. Yeah, by choice. Stop. They didn't run out of water. For huh. life? This is, it, For a certain amount of time? This is a, uh, a real movement among a sect of people. And we're not talking hippies. These are... Really? Yeah. It's a lifestyle now. It's a lifestyle, for sure. Does it have to be? Uh, when I tell you that they say they do not smell at all. Oh, no. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to say sect, yes, Sec. No, what I'm going to say. But I'm assuming he said. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Where'd you you just cut out. What did you say? I said sect. Yes, sex. No, mm. with oh. these people. Mm-hmm. I see. I got, got you. it. Got okay. it. Yeah. Uh, highlights of the Ocho yesterday. Oh, if you guys man. watching that, but it's pretty strong. Yeah. Pretty strong. Doctor Drew's on the show today. Great. What's up with Antonio Brown's creepy, ugly feet? <laughs> yeah. What happened? Those are something. Like, is there any way it could happen to me? Blisters. Yeah. It could happen to you for sure. If anyone. <laughs> it's surprising you don't true. have those feet right yeah. now. And Jensen has get up on this, and we're going to talk about neighbor wars as well. This morning, we'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, Allie. Hey, Bean. What's happening? Well, when I see Danny Trejo trending on Twitter, I get nervous. Because nobody trends for a good reason anymore. It's either a Me Too situation or they're dead or racist weird stuff has come up in their past. I just, I just hoped it would be, man, are his tacos good. That's, the, right? that's what I was, that's my, my wish. Not usually a trend. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. And donuts. Yeah, you tried yeah. the donuts? Amazing. Well, no, it was for a really good reason. He's known for playing villains, but he got the chance to play hero yesterday. He helped save a baby trapped in an overturned car in Silmar. He happened to be in the area when he saw two cars collide. One of the vehicles overturned onto its roof, and there was a baby trapped inside, strapped to a car seat. He climbed in the overturned wreckage, couldn't get the buckle off, so there was another person, another bystander, a young woman... We don't know her name because it wasn't Danny Trejo. Who <laughs> crawled in? Famous enough to get no. <laughs> crawled in from the other side and undid the buckle. Danny then got the baby out, took the baby to safety. The three people were transported to a hospital, but no life-threatening injuries. I feel they like called in machete. If you're in a car accident, you want to see machete. Yeah, of course. Like, mm-hmm. come and, and help you. You're like, this is a dream. I, this is it's not amazing. happening. amazing. Do you think <laughs> that trail. baby's like, I love your work. <laughs> <laughs> you're amazing. Did you see any of his uh, post-accident interviews, Allie? I did. Uh, there was one that I was going to bring in, but it was so loud in the background, you had to be paying attention to his words. Um but just such a, a down-to-earth, cool guy. And yeah. it's just, well, obviously, I was here and I had to do something type he, of thing. Cre- he credited uh, the Lord for putting him in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And he also said anything good, and I thought this was beautiful, and, I, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said anything good that's ever happened to him in his life has been as a result of him doing good things. Oh, amazing. Thought, wow, that's a way to look at it. That's who he is, too. Mm-hmm. He He's is amazing. a wonderful gem of a human being. So as soon as I saw that, I'm like, well, of course. Danny Trejo. Of course he's going to climb into overturned wreckage. 
This is machete. And I think if I if I heard you he said sh- that to the baby. <laughs> well, I think the baby said, "Are you machete?" <laughs> I think uh, there was some urgency to it, if I understand, because there was the smell of gasoline. Oh wow! And I think the fear was you got to get these people out before this thing potentially blows up, which thank God it didn't. And the first responders were able to get the driver out. And as Ali mentioned, nobody was hurt. But I mean, that was a situation where it, you know it could have gone very differently and very badly. God bless Danny Trejo, right? Yes. Go eat Agreed. his tacos today and his donuts right now. Just... <gasps> Mexicans! <laughs> yes, indeed. You guys, remember when the Academy Awards went without a host? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And the ratings went up? Mm-hmm. Yes. People from the Emmys were watching that. And they were like, hmm, that's interesting. So you're telling me we had our lowest rated Emmys on record last year? Of course, you had Michael Che and Colin Jost. That couldn't have helped. Yeah. But they have decided they're going hostless, you guys. There will be no host on this year's primetime Emmy telecast. But there are a lot of reasons. Um, They also say they didn't even ask anyone to host. Several names were, you know, bantered about, but they didn't ask anybody. So this wasn't a situation where nobody wanted to do it. They turned it down. But they said... First of all, it's going to give producers time to focus on so many other elements (laughs) because several iconic shows are ending their run this year. You've got Game of Thrones. You've got Veep. You can spend a little more time with that. Um, Plus, it's a huge major anniversary milestone for a lot of shows. 30th anniversary of Seinfeld, 25th anniversary of Friends, which you know, Kevin. So could there be big reunion-type things happening on stage, big skits? So you're saying they have more time in the telecast if there's no host? Yes, absolutely. One thing we do need, well, the one thing we do need in award shows is more time. Might they shorten it? Uh, no, uh, okay. because there are still 27 categories handed out during the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Okay. 27, you um, guys. Do you guys think that it is the the reason the, uh, the ratings went up with no host was because there was no host? Or do you think there may be uh, other factors? No, there's a lot of factors in those, I would think. I mean, I think it, we're, we're kind of jumping to conclusions here that no host is automatically better. I, I mean, let's face it. If you heard Dave Chappelle was hosting the Emmys, you would not miss the Emmys. That's a yeah. That's I agree. Few and far between, and those people don't take those jobs anymore. I think is what we've learned. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Even Jimmy Kimmel was saying again yesterday, this is a no-win situation. And he for won you. twice. Yeah, <laughs> and he was great yeah. both times. Yeah. yeah, he's done the Emmys and the Oscars. That's and, right. Uh, yeah, I will say that having a host gives you negative press mostly for a few weeks like people are like i don't know if i like this guy i, don't, I mean it's the same thing over and, over. and and by doing hostless you kind of don't get that press mm-hmm. like you don't they don't take is that, that a positive or negative yes i think it's a positive, a positive. because then you know people but no go, one's talking about it well true you know it might be better than being like i don't, don't want to see that yeah, jerk for four hours well and i will say i'm sure what they'll do is just bring out lots of famous people in, to do various segments yeah. you know mm-hmm. what i mean they'll still have people on stage doing the job of a host but it just won't be for the whole show they'll just break it up let's give it a try yeah. yeah the last time it went hostless was 2003 when the show also aired on fox maybe fox is just lazy mm-hmm. <laughs> like we don't want to find <laughs> don't anyone spend the, money. <laughs> the 71st annual emmy awards will be airing live from the microsoft theater here in la at la live on september 22nd at 8 p.m do you remember yesterday when i pitched friends being the ones that have yes. the surprise okay yes i have another pitch for this okay it's on fox mm-hmm. fox's biggest show mass singer Okay. Go with a masked host. I like it. And then at the end, you find out who yes. it is? Yeah. 
And we can vote the whole time? Yes. Okay. I'd be mm-hmm. way more interested that's, in the Emmys if that's would the case. Be smart. Like well, an interactive broadcast, that would actually be really there smart. There you go. And maybe even split them up into threes so we get to see three different masks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Segment it up. I like it. All right. You're welcome, Fox. What if tomorrow I'm like, oh, change in the Emmys. They have confirmed. <laughs> the three masked hosts. Three hosts, but they all are wearing masks. You won't know yet. I hope one of them is Terry Bradshaw. Oh, man. Can he host everything forever from And I hope he on? doesn't have a teleprompter. Agreed. And I hope there's mice on stage. Oh, goodness. Uh, speaking of television, you guys watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Not one time ever. I've never seen an episode. I tried it, didn't like it, moved on. Mm-hmm. I, I hear raves about I it. People, yes. love, people love it. Yes. People on, watch it, love it. Yeah, That's it's been true. on for like 33 years. Yep. It is set for its 14th season <laughs> okay. on FX. Tying okay. ABC's The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet as the longest-running live-action comedy series. And you guys, there is no end in sight for the show. FX Network's chairman, John Landgraf, said yesterday... It's completely up to them. We will absolutely make more seasons of Sunny if they choose to make more seasons of Sunny. They have a job for the rest of their lives. That's amazing. Unbelievable. And you know the other thing, and I don't know very much about this show, it seems like the people who were on the show when it started are all still on it. Like, I expected yes. Danny DeVito dipped into television, and at some point he was going to go, I'm Danny DeVito, I don't need to do TV. Yet he's still going 14 seasons later. And didn't Caitlin Olsen also have another show the at Mecca, the same yeah. time? Right. Like, yeah. she's super busy, but she's mm-hmm. still like, nope, still doing this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. It is amazing. That's a very, very rare thing. Maybe we should check that out. I mean, I mean it's a little late. You know? <laughs> Do you have an extra four months to catch up? <laughs> no, you don't need to okay. catch up. Just, oh, just, hey, just um, jump right in. Yeah. Hey, Dave, um, what's happened so far on It's City in Philadelphia? Yeah, I mean, you got, like, we have about 40 seconds. Uh, I left after the first season, oh. and they had a bar. Okay, <laughs> okay. All right. So none of us watch it. Okay. okay. I, I always want to when I see people post clips. I'm like, that is really funny. And then I forget. Too much TV. Too much TV. Yep. Plus, I might have, you know, something Dementia. Wrong with my noggin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some birthdays for you guys. A lot of musicians. Sean Mendez, Scott Stapp from, from yeah! Creed. Yeah. JC Chazé from NSYNC. Also, the, yeah. The Edge from U2. All right. Nah. I mean, they're. I mean, he's really the one. Yeah. The real one. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, happy birthday. Robin Quivers, Howard Stern's sidekick, and tennis player Roger Federer. And that's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Don't forget, there are many ways to get in touch with the show. You can always text us if you're listening at 1-800-520-1067. We're on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Kevin and Bean. And believe it or not, we still have a website, too. Mm. It's krock.com. Might be a good place to go, for for instance, if you missed the Desus and Mero interview from a few days ago. So they were good. so much fun. The Bodega Boys stopping by. So that's the type of thing you'll find at krock.com. Allie, Peace. this is uh, very disturbing news, what you're telling me. Please tell me this is not becoming a trend. It's disturbing to me in particular because I, uh, I have a whole shower filled with all different things to get you clean. Right. And uh, if I was friends with any of these people, they wouldn't need them. So there's a growing number of people who are just like, I don't need soap. I'm going to trust for bacteria to do the job instead. They just rinse off? They just rinse off using water. Some, maybe not every day. Not Uh, every two days. Not not even just water? No. No, Not even a hooker bath? (laughs) No. 
Nope. Here's the thing. Remember, like, years ago, we kept hearing commercials for healthy gut. And do you have a healthy gut? It could be all of your problems are your healthy gut. Mm -hmm. And then every commercial after that started being, this contains probiotics. And people were like, okay, this all goes together because probiotics were uh, live bacterias, healthy yeasts that are good for you. So those good bacterias attack the bad bacteria in your gut. Now you're a happy person. You're not all gassy. Your intestines are cool. Okay, so all good. This seems kind of like it's the same route. Mm. And I was reading about a woman named Sarah Ballantyne. Here's the thing. She dropped 120 pounds doing the paleo diet. Whoa. She started seeing her skin conditions improve, and she was like, huh, what if I went a step further and was inspired for other principles during that Paleolithic era. Like? They didn't use soaps. They didn't use lotions. They didn't use deodorants. It was even hard to find an actual shower stall in the Paleo times. It was. It was. And if you did, there was like, the water just came out in dribbles. Sure. There was no way <laughs> no to that. fix that. Here's the thing. If you think about it, it does make sense. We were never showering every day. Until what? Maybe the forties, fifties. But we didn't yeah. know we smelled every day till the forties or fifties. Yes. By the way, you get used to it. Well, if everyone smells, then you don't notice it. Yeah, I guess. But- Allie, you were when my dad was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a once a week thing. You yeah, took a bath once a week. That yeah. was a week. that was the way bath it or shower. Right? We're talking about well, there was yeah. no shower. Any kind. Okay. But yeah, once a week. Here is the thing. Um, I'm going to tell you about a couple different people. Sarah being one of them who did the paleo diet, lost all that weight, and decided she was going to... Be a caveman. Be kind of like a cavewoman Mm. type of thing. Mm -hmm. She says she doesn't smell at all. This man, David Whitlock, has not showered or bathed for 15 years. 15 years? he has no body odor. He says he saves about 15 minutes a day, which is cool, but his primary motivation was to encourage the friendly microbes to live on him in symbiotic harmony. Here's he the thing. He can't smell himself the same way people can't smell their own houses, no, right? No, the bacteria gets to feast on the ammonia from sweat. Okay. So it's this low-maintenance, balanced skin. Then his skin comes into perfect harmony, and there's no sweat smell anymore. It takes time for this to happen, but if you really... How much time? 15 years? It's just starting now. (laughs) But if you really think about it, we live in this highly sanitized environment now. If you have a cold, you're using antibacterial soap. If you just want to wash your hands, you're using all different soaps. Then usually putting a lotion on after. We had none of this before. Right. But you know what we also didn't have a ton of before? Psoriasis, acne, all things that are caused and skin irritations because maybe we're over-cleaning our skin. We're taking away the good bacteria that needs to be there to feast on the bad bacteria. Just to clarify, mm-hmm. you want us all to stop showering. No, I'm just saying why <laughs> these people are doing it. Okay. Because at first I was like, y'all are because gross. Because you're making it make sense. It No, it does make sense. Okay. Am I going to do it? Hell no. It's No, it's too much for me. This woman, Sarah says that she sweats so much after her hour-plus CrossFit sessions that she sometimes leaves a sweat angel on the floor after. But she doesn't smell and sometimes doesn't even rinse off after. She can go from sweating buckets to just getting dressed. She doesn't smell 
at all. I says literally her. Says says her. her. I literally couldn't do that. I she, literally would have to shout. At least rinse off. What about your butt? You know how shower. terrible your butt feels? Oh. You know how butt feels all day? Oh, it's it's swamp ass for yeah. sure. But now about once every five days, she will get in the shower with um, some water and she uses alternative products made with mushed up plants, clay, seaweed, all other natural ingredients. She's now been doing that for three years. All of her skin conditions have improved. She had psoriasis. She is not turning back. Here's the thing. Hold on, Allie. Yeah. She's saving so much time not dating, too, right? Yeah. I mean, does it say there that she also uh, relinquished all her friends? Well, it's she is known as the paleo mom. Mm. So she's got this big following. But there are different companies now that are back-ordered for their stuff, like this David Whitlock guy I told you about. Uh, he has a company called Mother's Dirt, and Mother Dirt's... <laughs> It's a mist which contains a strain of good bacteria that then eats the smelly bacteria that you have and then puts you in complete balance. It was backlogged for nine months, you guys. That's because they're making like one bottle a year because it's ridiculous. <laughs> they're like, we won't sell more than five, will we? <laughs> you guys, I mean, bacteria lives on our body. If we're taking away the good bacteria... And replacing it with, you know, good smelling soaps, all that stuff. We kind of need that good bacteria there. So you're saying we shouldn't shower. I'm saying maybe we try it for three years. Let's give ourselves three years, you guys. Mugs, how far are you into trying this? I think this is all BS. To yeah, be honest, that wasn't with you. the question. But yeah, I, I, this is day three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hippies. I mean, period. F hippies. Been saying that my whole life. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. K O Q Q. As someone who for many years lived in a bright pink house, I am curious for the phone topic that we have coming up about uh, what's acceptable for your neighbors to do and not do to their house and how it uh, develops sometimes into neighbor wars. So we'll be discussing that coming up in about 15 minutes or so right here on the Kevin Bean Show. First, though, Thursday morning about this time means it's time for Get Up On This. Get up, get on 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 up on this. Very excited to get you guys up on something very regional here in Los Angeles today. Okay. Mm. Uh, it's well worth the drive, though. So if you live kind of far away from it, I'm still standing by. All right. But if you live in the San Fernando Valley, particularly those geared in the 818, I have something that I think will be a perfect night out for you. Go on. Now, here's the thing about nights out as an adult, right? As a kid, you could find like a can and you have a full night. Like just kick it around the backyard, (laughs) whatever you want. Like, But as an adult, it's harder to find these kind of things. You can either go to a bar or a movie or dinner with your friends. There's about four options we have. Well, you're talking about the axe throwing? Well, that's a good. That is a good fit. That is a good, it's right by my house. I think it's just com- roller skiing. I think it's completely unsafe. But here we are. Something off the beaten path. Okay. If you're a fan of Korean barbecue, that sounds like a cool thing, right? Yes. If you're a fan of pinball, yes. Boy, even cooler. <laughs> okay. Oh God, are we putting them together? <laughs> We're putting them together. Oh no. This no. week, I'd like to get you up on an all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue. You can't get us bar. up on something that is only good for you. No. <laughs> I'm here to argue that it's good for everyone. You're saying if somebody lives, let's say, in the 714, worth uh-huh. the drive. Yeah. Worth the drive. Absolutely. I'll get into why. All right. Well, you know, listen, you have to have a whole night out. You know, I'm sure. not saying go do it for lunch, but I'm saying if you're looking for a whole night out, right? 
Uh, it is an all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue pinball bar called Ace Goji, located at 7128 Van Nuys Boulevard. It's not only what I consider to be the best Korean barbecue in Los Angeles, which mm-hmm. I do, right? I think it's that good. But it's also the best pinball arcade in, in our area. Those of you that don't Shut know... Shut up, you dork. All right. <laughs> Those of you that don't know Jensen enough know he's a pinball head. Mm-hmm. I'm a pinhead. He's, he's crazy yeah, I'm a about pinhead. it. Uh, it's a large... Uh, but also, this is really getting you up as well on the food. Okay. It's very good. It's a large dining room area that will sometimes have a wait list during busy weekends, lunches, and dinner items sometimes. But you can actually sign up for a wait list on Yelp. Okay. okay. Lunch runs from... Kevin, ten- can I borrow your email? <laughs> <laughs> Lunch runs 10 to 3 p.m. All you can eat is about $20. Okay, twenty twenty five dollars. Okay. The menu for all you can eat is extensive. Okay. Okay. Do you guys not like Korean barbecue? I do. I, I love it. Yeah. Like, I love it. No, 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 I love it. Okay. I mean, despite I said, there's no other place that has a uh, standing line in Van Nuys. By the way, that's it's true. Just, it doesn't exist. Also, it has a very weird, almost Scarface esque statue in the front. All right. Of like a dude holding up a big globe. Okay. I've never is it asked, scary? I've never asked why, mm. <laughs> but it says Ace Goji on that. So. Okay. All right, here we go. It has all the side dishes you're used to from Korean barbecue. All that stuff is taken care of, kimchi, corn cheese, rice paper, whatever. But like I said, there's an insane amount of choices as an all-you-can-eat. I also don't know many places that are all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue. I don't know any. Mm-mm. Right. Okay, good. Ramen, noodle plates, dumplings, all sorts of fried rice. I'll run down some of the meats quickly. Traditional bulga- bulgogi, bis- uh, brisket, top sirloin steak. I'm so hungry right now. Yeah, yeah I'm not helping not anyone. Helping. Damn you. Pork ribs, sausage, spicy pork, apple pork, calamari, octopus, shrimp. All these things are things you can order within the all you can eat, okay? Few rules. Two hours max sitting at the table. Entire party must be there to be seated. Don't waste your food because they'll charge you for it, which is the right thing to do. Oh, interesting. Well, because you can't go in there no, agreed. and order 50 things and then just leave them on your table. There's people starving, like, literally outside in Van Nuys. So don't be a jerk. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, they also have combos and lunch specials. Okay, in the back, let's get into why this is a different place. Okay. Almost hidden. <laughs> so hidden that the first time Danielle and I went, we had to be like, where's the pinball machines? Oh, you heard about it, but you didn't know? You couldn't see? Didn't know. Interesting. Hidden in the back. It's called On Tilt Pinball. It is a large and dark pinball bar with some of the best and newest release pinball machines. They hold tournaments. They have leagues, they have release parties for new games, and even uh, the most recent release, the critically acclaimed Willy Wonka pinball machine is there. It's the only one here in Los Angeles that has it hmm. for right now. And yes, it was recently featured on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but please don't hold that against <laughs> oh, <no>. it. Don't <laughs> hold that against it. That's not fair. Uh, they're also pinball machine dealers, so if you uh, actually want to spend the money and buy a machine for your house, well, they can do that for you too. And there's a private party room at this venue. Oh, that's fantastic. I birthday have, party? I can have my 40th birthday. I ah. can hear Bean rolling his eyes. I am looking at their Instagram and I am so, starving. I'm yeah. hungry not looking at it's their Because it's great. Oh. It's 21 and up, at least when they're serving alcohol in the back, which I believe is most of the time. This is an adult hangout. Yeah, okay. This sure. isn't for kids. All right. If you're a pinhead like me, some of the highlights of the 20 games they have in the back. By the way, that's a lot of pinball machines. Yeah. 20 is a ton. What uh, a nerd alert. Oh, speaking of that guy, huh. Jack Black is in pictures oh, at this place. So Jack Black recently, <laughs> that's true. Jack Black, that's that was so Jack Black's weird. voice. That you Bean, just by the way, helping me sell the thing he thinks yeah. is nerdy. Jack Black recently just called it his favorite place in Los Angeles. Uh, did a whole Instagram story about going there. I think he's now obsessed with pinball and buying machines from them as well. Ones that you can get there. Willy Wonka limited edition, dialed in. The Beatles have a new machine. That's really cool. Platinum uh, edition there. Batman 66. That new, one's kind of overrated though, right? <laughs> new Black Knight <laughs> game. 
Munsters, Metallica, Platinum. Anyway, all those are there. So let's go over Ace Goji one more time. You can have all That's you. Fun, nerds. All right, you can have all you can eat Korean barbecue for under thirty dollars. Amazing. You can. Get, I'm going to that anyway. Okay. Yeah, without the, pinball, without the pinball, I agree with you. Pinball, yeah, yeah. pinball can either be the highlight or just the actual side dish. I mm-hmm. agree with you. Okay, you can get drunk there and you can play great pinball. It gets no better, but it does. Because they're opening one three minutes from my house in uh, West Hills. So they're opening a second location at the Fallbrook Mall for the 818 heads out there. The old hometown buffet is now going to be an Ace Goji. All right. Guys. I've been there. This is extremely focused on me, but I genuinely (laughs) think that everyone would have a lot of fun with all-you-can-eat great Korean barbecue, alcohol, and pinball. I'm sorry. I don't speak geek. I think I'm all in. I, I'm in, all right. for sure. Well, at least we have almost done. Oh, you know who we won't invite? Who? Bean. Yeah. That's, uh, that's my get up on this. Get up, get on up. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Have you seen the Emoji House fight in Manhattan Beach? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's also pink, by the way. Big, bright pink house with two huge emojis on it. How did it get to that? We'll tell you. Well, there you go. Emojis are, of course, their own language. You can express almost anything with them. But each face can be interpreted a little differently. That's why the so-called emoji house in Manhattan Beach, well, some people want to paint it over. Some neighbors are so upset about the emoji on this house, they're taking the battle to remove it all the way to city council. Tonight, the Manhattan Beach City Council got an earful. I think it's really a chilling effect to the law that somebody who gets shut down is going to have retribution like this. Some who live near the now infamous emoji house want the city council to make the homeowner remove the emojis. Can you imagine being the city council and going, really? Like this? Really? Well, I have... I want to hear more, but I I have many thoughts on this. I mean, I'm all for painting whatever you want on your house, but I don't know what the street situation is, and it's possible it has become an Instagram destination that is a pain in the ass for the neighbors. Absolutely has. The bizarre paint job went up in May after the homeowner had to pay about $4,000 in fines after two neighbors emailed the city and complained the house was illegally being used as a short-term rental. So he was writing it out to people and the neighbors didn't like it. Yes, so I, they had complained. That, I had that in my old building as you well. Did. Yes. Neighbors complained. He came back with the emoji paint job. Neighbors say the emojis are a public nuisance and an act of retaliation. Tonight, a handful of homeowners showed up to complain but declined an on-camera interview. Dana Dahl demanded action. I want that taken down. Dahl and other homeowners are worried the emojis will bring down property (laughs) values. The Manhattan Beach... Okay, hang on a sec. Uh If I paint... If this person in Manhattan Beach... And again, this is a neighborhood where most of the houses are painted kind of the same neutral palettes, yeah, tans and yeah. whites. And so they're this pretty house, thin. They're pretty thin, so you don't have a lot of space. Mm-hmm. This house definitely stands out. Correct. But if I had painted or the homeowner had painted the Mona Lisa on the front of their house, would people be complaining about it? Well, are we, are um, we, that's part of the story. Yeah, are we people, splitting splitting hairs mm, on just what the artwork is? If people are pulling up in front of it, stopping, causing traffic jams to take an Instagram picture mm-hmm. in front of the house... Yeah, that's going to bring your uh, the 
money of your house down because people don't want to live on a busy street. Plus, there's nothing but space on the streets in Manhattan Beach. That is right. We've learned that. A lot of parking. Right. But I, so, I will say there's, there is a whole other angle. I don't know if the news story gets into it, but they think that the emojis are direct disses to the people who turn them in for Airbnb. Oh, absolutely. Like the, absolutely. The, the eyelashes on the front emoji that's like big kind of large eyelashes is a reference to the woman who wears big fake eyelash extensions who, who gave the uh, first complaint about I respect that kind of shade. I really do. That is the pettiness I love. You're down with that? I think it's very clever. I don't know. I'm really uncomfortable with not being able to paint your house however you want to paint your house. I really am. Uh, Well, then you run the risk of the house next door to you having poop emojis all over that. Or swastikas. Do you want that? Mm. What about swastikas, Bean? Are you, uh, you hate Jews? I think that was quite a leap. That escalated quickly. That was quite a leap. Um, Look, I I think paint whatever you want on the house. I mean, obviously, there is such thing as as poor taste. I mean, swastikas, I think almost everyone would agree would be inappropriate. I mean, that is, you know, that's... Almost anyone. (laughs) Anyone but Bean. That's a hate crime, I'm saying. But this is just, it's an emoji, for God's sake. It's two different emojis, first of all. Okay, but I say who cares? Let the woman have her emojis. That's what I say. I mean, look, that's what they're fighting over. They want them to freaking paint over it. The Manhattan mm-hmm. Beach City Council didn't take any action on this meeting. Excellent. But neighbors say they're going to keep fighting. They're going to take the battle next to the Planning Commission. Now, we want to talk about neighbor wars. And there's one brewing there in that neighborhood on 39th Street, Manhattan Beach. I seem to remember a time that you told us, Kevin, that you were having neighbor wars, not with one neighbor, but with neighbors on both sides of you. Yeah, it was weird. You'd think it was me. I mean, (laughs) just based on what we've heard so far, you do seem to be the common denominator. The day we moved in and we brought our dog over, a golden retriever named Allie. She sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a dog. Moving stuff in, new place, whole thing during the day. Neighbors come over and my wife answers the door and they say, good news and bad news. Good news is we're your neighbors. Bad news is you're going to have to put your dog down. (gasps) Put your dog down? Gosh. What? And I said, I wasn't there to hear it. And I said, they were clearly like, that was just a bad joke. Yeah, it's a funny joke. We tried to be funny, but it wasn't. No, not smiling in the least. And I went over to talk to him that night. And mm-hmm. I was like, why would you say something like that? Were they well, allergic or terrified no. of a dog or what? They, uh, you know, the super aggressive Goldens. <laughs> <laughs> They're famous for ripping your face off. It's an old, old dude who wrote for television. And he would write during the night and sleep during the day. Okay. And so then we got into the, the points of the law and all that kind of stuff. So I just put up a video camera and I recorded a full week of how much our dog was barking. And I just took it over to him. I was like, here you go. This is the last week, 24-7, of the dog not barking during the day. Mm-hmm. So sorry about that. And I never heard from him again. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Shocking, well, right? Well played. He actually just stopped. He's still watching the 400 VCR tapes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or he does not quite to the end of the week yet. Uh, what about the other neighbor? The other one was a, was a fence. And we mm-hmm. said uh, he took down like all of the greenery so that you could literally see from house to house. And there used to be a, a wall of greenery. Mm-hmm. And he took it all down. So it Greenery like, on his side of the fence? It was on both. Okay. So he took it all down. So he was like, what? We'd like to put up some more greenery and just maybe make it a little bit taller. Uh-huh. And he was like, I'll just take it back down. Wow. Right? And I said, um, okay, I mean, I'll just put it back up. I wasn't sure, like, if he was joking or not. 
You have some weird sense of humor with your neighbor. <laughs> he repeated. Well, I never met them, so yeah. he repeated again. I'll just take it down. I was like, okay, we'll just put it back up. And he goes, I'll just take it down. Could you put a hedge on your side of the fence? Yeah, but I mean, it's a chain link fence, mm-hmm. so right. it sort of goes. You can't control whether it's completely on your side of the fence. Mm-hmm. Okay. So finally, I said, "Is this the most childish argument you've ever been in before?" <laughs> and he says. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. I mean, what a chill neighborhood. It was insanity. And then really sort of neighbor, never heard from them either. We put the fence up, waited, nothing. Hmm. We're like, okay. Could you have killed both your neighbors and not remember it? Because you never heard from either one again. Yes. They're both dead? They're both dead. That's maybe what, I, that's block, what it maybe sounds I did like. block it yes. out. They're buried under the fence. It's like possible. Kevin just goes out. into a rage and has no idea. Blacks out. <laughs> um, Jensen, you said the magic word here. Yeah. Petty. Yeah. The kind of petty stuff you like. I love it. Yeah. yeah. The pettier, war. the better. You're, oh, you're, yeah. You're a messy bitch and you love the drama. Yeah. <laughs> that is what we are looking for. 1-800-520-1067. You can call or text. What's the petty thing that you did in a neighbor war or a neighbor did to you? Allie, real quick, you want to talk about your neighbor with the pettiness? Uh, I had a neighbor that would leave uh, his television on at about a 30 for his dog <laughs> while, All day. Oh, while wow. he was at work. Um, I had five roommates at the time. This was in college. So an apartment. An apartment. Okay. So we were like, please, you've just got to turn it down. Your dog isn't enjoying it. None of us are. And he's like, it's not even that loud. This went on and on. Police came by. They left notes saying, you know, noise, complaint, blah, blah, blah. So finally we decided, okay, well, let's F with him. So we had a friend that worked at a pizza place, mm-hmm. and they would come by three, four times a week at 11, 12 at night <laughs> with the pizza delivery that he didn't order. <laughs> and Pretty then uh, this guy had his own parking spot, a reserved spot that we would have a friend of ours park in every day when he came home. And in the time it would take him to get a tow truck, we'd have our friends move the car. <laughs> And it got to the point where it was too much for him, and he moved. So he just our gave pettiness up and moved. made him move, but didn't nice hear a work. dog listening to, you know, Sally, Jesse, Raphael. Look it up, kids. That was a show. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least your neighbor is still alive, unlike Kevin. Right? <laughs> All right. 1-800-520-1067. Petty Neighbor Wars. We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Really quickly, let's talk to Brenda and La Puente. Hi there. We are Great, Brenda. Thank you for listening. We're talking about petty neighbor wars. Fights between neighbors over the tiniest things. What'd you do? So, um, I was best friends with my neighbor's daughter. We were about seven or eight years old. Okay. So, I was seeing little kids. Uh, we collected all, like, the neighborhood newspapers that would come to our houses. Okay. And we decided to throw them over from my parents' fence to her parents' house. Um, her dad came home. And was livid that we had thrown the newspapers. He came over to my parents' house, started yelling at my mom, started mm-hmm. yelling at my brother, yeah. threatened them, had the cops, or he called the cops, and ended up actually filing a restraining order between my mom. And my mom filed the restraining order over him. Wow. Whoa. That escalated. Yeah. Wow. This is, this is why people want to be police officers <laughs> for, for jobs like this. I don't understand. Why were you throwing newspapers over the fence into your neighbor's yard? We were just being little kids playing games. And okay. I don't 
you remember what was the reason behind that? Is, well, he, is he allergic to ink? Mm. <laughs> trying to figure I out. Had a really bad experience with the printing press. Yeah. You, you should have hired Kevin. He would have taken <laughs> care of your neighbor. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that, Brenda. When the police get involved, that's the kind of story we love, right? 1 800 520 1067. Petty Neighbor Wars. Your call's coming up next on K Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. We are talking about. Uh, Really petty neighbor wars. The pettier, the better on the world-famous K-Rock. This is the Kevin and Bean Show at uh, 741. Sorry. From the 562 texting in, hey, Kevin and Bean, I'm a land surveyor. Every time the housing market crashes, neighbor wars are the only thing that keeps us afloat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lee writes in uh, um, an email. I had a neighbor. We had a latticework fence that was terrible falling down. It separated our properties. I said to him, I wanted to tear it down and put up a new cedar fence at my expense. And he said, no. Why would you say no, Bob? Why would you say no? I told him either agree to it or I'll put the fence on my side and go all the way down the side of his garage. He'll never get a breeze again. He continued (laughs) to say no, and that's exactly what I did. Oh, and by the way, I used to throw my dog's poop between my fence and his garage window just as an extra F you. Wow. (laughs) That is uh, Lee and Tustin. Thank you. Let's go to Brian. You are Belinda up next on the Kevin and Bean Show. Line two. Hey, Brian. Hello. Neighbor Wars, what up? So my, do- my neighbor has dogs, and they just bark all night, all day, for no reason. So I just fire up my industrial torch, You're and in- that thing just puts out so much smoke, black silt. And wherever the wind goes, that's where it goes, and I just let it go for six hours at a time, oh. and it blows all over. That's terrible. And, and depending, you- on, oh, depending on the wind, it goes... <laughs> it's great. Depending on the wind, it goes right to his house? It goes to his house, whatever's house, doesn't matter. Wherever it goes, it goes. That, that is a terrible... So you're napalming your whole neighborhood. And the dogs, yeah, though. The dogs have to breathe that horrible air, well, And though. the humans. And the humans, and they, too. Don't forget about the humans. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, don't do that. No, it's great. It's a big smudge spot. You put oil, diesel, kerosene, whatever you want. Oh, yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely, <laughs> definitely yeah. not causing cancer either. <laughs> no. no, I get it. No, that no, sounds no, no. Su- super safe. Yeah. I love Brian because we're saying don't do it. He's like, it's great. I got to tell you, I love it. I really it's love really it. Helped. <laughs> By the way, uh, dogs don't bark for no reason. They bark because they're bored. That's why they bark. Or so they you bark. put on the TV at yeah. 30. That's what you uh, do. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Or they bark because they've been uh, taking in fumes and smoke <laughs> for weeks. <laughs> and they're trying to get a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Who Let's wants to, to bet that Kevin is going to Google industrial torch? I mean, right oh, yeah. This. Already. I was already Let's excited. Denise, slide six, La Habra, up next on the Kevin Abicho, Neighbor Wars. She's got a good one. Hey, Denise. Hi, good morning. First morning. time caller, long time listener. Thank you. Whoa, wow. Very special day for us then. So what? Uh, what's your story? So my upstairs neighbor and I in our apartment shared reserved parking spots next to each other. Mm-hmm. And he would always park way over the line, and I was next to a wall. So I would just park so close to his car that he could never get in. And it went on for months that he would have to crawl over. And I think he just <laughs> got sick of it and went on his vendor parties every weekend. He threw a puke bag over his balcony onto the tree next to our door. Oh! Puke retaliation. And I didn't know what it was, but the door just kept smelling, and I finally told my landlord, like, I don't know what it is, but this bag smells. And she ended up opening it while I was gone, and it got all over her. Allie's legitimately gagging. Man, (laughs) that's rough. I, I'm so Game, surprised. Set, match, neighbor. <laughs> I'm so surprised, though, that your neighbor would continue to park over the line, knowing that it wasn't going to leave him, him enough room to get into his car the next morning. That's a that's a weird I choice for him to make. After like a week, it would change, but he just kept doing it. 
Wow. Did you move? No, I've been there for six years. I'm not moving. <laughs> and Puke Man is still there, too? No, he moved after. He oh. got evicted after a year. Okay. Oh, there okay. we go. Okay. All right. Carmen's so, real. Yep. Denise wins this one. All right. Thank you for the call from the 626 Petty Neighbors. Hey, guys, this is Myra from Covina. When I was in high school, my sister and I would blast K-Rock while hanging out and having lunch in our backyard. <laughs> the lady next door would yell at us and threaten to call the cops. My sister and I then proceeded to throw our PB&J sandwiches into her swimming pool. Oh, what a waste of PB&J! <laughs> yeah. And yes, she did end up calling the cops. I don't know. I think that one might have been on Myra. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's try, uh, let's try Wendy. She's in Torrance. She's on line four, talking neighbor wars. Hey, Wendy. Hey, hey good morning. I have one that I think anyone would have done. Okay. So I moved into a two on a lot. There were houses. Yep. And the neighbors behind me, I never saw them. But my electricity bill was enormously high for no reason. It's a tiny, maybe 700 square foot house. Mm-hmm. So I kept leaving notes on their door. Do you know anything about this? Is our electricity combined? I tried the property management company. No one would respond. This is decades ago before internet and cell phone right so i finally got sick of it so every time i left the house i'd go to the electronic panel turn off the electricity <laughs> lock my side of the garage and leave. so you really the whole time thought that your neighbor was siphoning off your electricity absolutely how much did your bill go down well of course everyone responded immediately that day when i got home from work What's going on? The electricity's off. I'm like, hell yeah, I've been paying your share. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> well, so way to get their attention. More than half. Wow. Yeah, wow. Wow. Yep. Wow. I Do you not want to mess like, with Wendy? No. no. Seriously, that's many. <laughs> right. Is it okay if we say goodbye and thank you for calling and hang up, or would you prefer us not to, Wendy? Is there a different way you'd like us to handle it? Yeah, we're, we're serious about this. You can choose, but you all right. All right. Oh, there it goes. oh Kevin. Oh, wow. There we go. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Great Jerry O'Connell, Hollywood treasure himself, joins us just after eight. Allie's here first with what's happening on a Thursday. Remember Gapgate yesterday? Yeah. People really upset seeing pictures of Dakota Johnson on the red carpet, smiling away. And people noticed... It tore the country apart, It did. The gap in her teeth (laughs) was missing. Oh, my God, please leave me alone while I just deal with this. People were asking for people to Venmo them during this hard time. People were really upset. I almost didn't come in yesterday. I get it. I decided just to play her. I get it. Uh, Here's the thing, you guys. She was on Jimmy Fallon last night and said, I'm really sad about it, too. Are you ready for what happened? Yes. It was not cosmetic surgery. She didn't have dental reconstruction. She said she has had a permanent retainer since she was about 13, just kind of glued to the back of her teeth, and she was having a ton of neck problems recently. So her orthodontist said, hey, let's take off this retainer, see if it does anything with your jaw. Maybe you're tensing up your jaw, causing your neck to feel bad. The retainer just became a permanent part of her I don't, I've never heard of that, huh. but I'm not an orthodontist. Um, they You're took not? it. I'm not. I know. It's weird. Yeah. I'm a dentist. Oh, oh that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, her jaw basically expanded with it off, and the teeth closed in together. <laughs> wow. You guys, the gap closed all by itself. She didn't mean to do this. That's 
hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Bean. I thought that too. That, that does is... sound like the deviated septum <laughs> nose yes. job. Yeah. Yes. yeah, that's somebody who does not want to admit to cosmetic surgery. And like nobody noticed except for in these pictures on this red carpet? Like, mm-hmm. wouldn't someone have seen her before? I don't know. It's all very odd, you guys. It's all very odd. Hmm. I don't know. Did anyone think of any more famous people with a gap in their teeth? I think we uh, covered yesterday, it yesterday. I think we pretty much we nailed like uh, 20 of them. That list. Maybe it, I'll just not say Elton John then. But oh! That, that, is say Elton John. that is a good one. Shoot. You guys, I don't know if you're like me. I love hearing stories about somebody that passed on an iconic role and oh, trying yeah. to figure out that. if you could have pictured them in it. And like, there's almost no famous actor who hasn't passed on a role that went on to be great, right? Because right. mm-hmm. uh, you get offered so many things, you only have so much time to work. Molly Ringwald passed up the lead in Pretty Woman that went to Julie Roberts. Yes. John Travolta passed up Forrest Gump. Uh, Thank Mike, God he did. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Michael Scott uh, from The Office, Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. You know who they originally wanted? Paul no. Giamatti. Whoa. What? Uh, American Psycho. Of course, Christian Bale played Patrick Bateman to a T. That was genius. Uh, it was original, originally Leonardo DiCaprio's role. Then Johnny Depp, then Brad Pitt, then Ewan McGregor, then Edward Norton. All those people wow. passed and he got it. Oh, my gosh. You know who was supposed to play Jerry Maguire? Tom Hanks. You guys. Tom Hanks. Tom Jerry Maguire. Hanks, hmm, but he was is... too busy with something. But you know who else was offered the role of Jerry Maguire? Before, of course, it went to Tom Cruise, who was amazing. Was great, yeah. Woody Harrelson. He's got ga- he's got a gap tooth. <laughs> okay, excellent. Yeah. Here's what he said. He said, I was offered uh what's the show me the money movie? Jerry Maguire. <laughs> this was an interview that he recently did with Esquire. But he told the producer, and I quote, nobody's going to give an S about an agent. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, isn't that fascinating? It is, yeah. I think he would have been good. I think he would have been great, but honestly. It's a weird alternate universe to think about these movies. Because I feel like Tom Cruise really nailed that. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So it's hard to picture. Have you ever seen the Eric Stoltz footage from Back to the Future? That one, like, it almost messes with my balance. Yeah. Seeing a different person as Marty McFly. And I love that even Eric Stoltz was like, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't good for (laughs) that. I wasn't that that person. It wasn't supposed to be mine. I mean, the fact that he got hired with that horrible facial disfiguration alone, I just think it's impressive Um, that they were willing to give an actor. No, that was the role. It was the role. It was makeup. Prosthetics and... Cher was his mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his mom was Cher, so he really had a leg right, up right. in show business. <laughs> exactly. too. You're right, you're right. right. Okay, good point. Mm-hmm. Good point. Mm-hmm. And then he gave um, his friend Watts earrings and said, You look good in my future because he had taken that money out for his college. No, I'm out. Um, no, I don't. Some kind of wonderful. It sure maybe? was. Thank okay. you, <laughs> It's harder to find a more obscure poll than the mask, but we've done it. I almost went sleep with me, well, too. All right. You guys, we've talked about my. My big Eric, Eric Stoltz situation, right? I was in love with Eric Stoltz. Mm-hmm. I've seen everything he's done. Love me a ginger, you guys. Some birthdays. Wait, that's the end of the story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm uh, going to buy the movie rights to your would story. Would you like it? I mean, people are lined up on mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Sean Mendez, Megan Good, JC Chazé, Dustin Hoffman, The Edge from U2, Scott Stapp yeah! from Creed. I mean, people love him. Robin Quivers and Roger Federer. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. And now, a public service announcement from The Kevin and Bean Show. 
Hi, this is Jensen. I lost my father in the heat wave of 1945, so this hits close to home. Stay cool and beat the heat and stay hydrated. And if the ghost of my father visits you, please don't tell him where I am. The Kevin and Bean Show. We care. We're going to talk to uh, Hollywood treasurer Jerry O'Connell here in a second. We're getting him on the phone. But Kevin, real quick, what was on the Ocho yesterday? Uh, did, you ever find out, did you ever find out why the Ocho was on the Siete this year? I did not know that. They didn't really explain. Because it's they usually put it on, on the 8th, right? Sure. It's on 8-8, right? Mm-hmm. Usually, but it wasn't yesterday. They put it on yesterday and... Uh, it was magical. What were uh, what were some of the shows that the, they had going? The uh, the slippery stairs was mm-hmm. my favorite. What's yeah. that? Uh, they put a hundred gallons of lubrication <laughs> on, on. A, on a white like um, like light... a tarp type thing. No, it's a staircase that's covered oh. in like real slick material. Oh okay. no! And then they put a hundred, and they just they were wearing helmets, and they race to the top, and they fall, and they take everybody out, and it sounds so stupid until you watch it. And you're like, come on, Trent, get to the top. <laughs> <laughs> Did you spend any time watching the pizza dough flipping? I didn't see the pizza dough flipping. Mm-hmm. I saw the head ping pong table. Oh, yeah. That That's was amazing. Which is the best. Yes. People play ping pong only with their heads. With their heads, yes. Mm-hmm. And those okay. guys those, those guys do it so yeah. much better than most people can do with a with a paddle. Nervous for their necks. It's like unbelievable. They were yeah. it, it was, was hard dangerous. With their it was tough on all day, and I was so bummed. I had some appointments and stuff, and I couldn't go, so I taped 24 hours of ESPN2. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I have a Excellent. lot to look forward to. So it's like a whole day of yes. holy moly, essentially. Yeah, it's is what just it is. bizarre. There was chess boxing, so they oh, would yeah. box that's for your favorite. Around. They would box for well, drink chess boxing uh-huh. was my favorite. They uh, box for a round, then they sit down and play around a chess, <laughs> and then they get back up and box again. And by the last round, are they just like, what are these pieces? I didn't even get to them. <laughs> <laughs> what are we playing? <laughs> it's like their brain dead. <laughs> is this checkers? Yeah. It was amazing. And by the way, chess boxing, if I remember correctly, uh, is not something that you know kids came up with five years ago. It, like a hundred years ago, people were chess boxing. Yeah, I think. it's crazy. I think it, go, it has a long, long history. We'll tell you the story of how it got started in a few minutes. Oh, oh, excellent. They talk to the guy who created it, and you might be surprised beer was involved. Oh, no. in that decision. That. Yeah. Always right. the best decision. Surprising, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, highlights of uh, the Ocho from yesterday coming up. Also, our weekly visit with Dr. Drew Pinsky happens just after nine o'clock today. We're going to talk about Antonio Brown's feet. Oh, and how we can all avoid that. What's the update on uh, Mr. Connell here? I see a number that keeps popping up and dropping. So it's almost as if Jerry is calling, letting it ring, and then going, nah, I'm not into Kevin nah, Bean. Nah. And changes his mind up everything every we say. Every single time. Yeah. Now I'm not into chess boxing. Oh, but yes, the slippery step seems cool. I'm nervous he's listening. Yeah, something's happening with yeah. that uh, that line. It keeps it's, dropping. It's ringing. What do you know, Dave? Anything? I'm calling him, and it's going straight to voicemail. Oh. Okay. I mean, I can play the highlights of the Ocho if you want. Well, I mean, I think you're going to get them. I mean, it looks like okay. we're, we're close to happening here. All right. It's ringing. I'm very comfortable with nothing on the air, by the way. Oh, I love when <laughs> it's totally silent. silent? I, I think it'll help. <laughs> yeah. Alarms go off here mm-hmm. when it's completely silent. Oh, I know. Yeah. Want to test it? Yeah. Let's test it. No, they don't go off. They don't care anymore. They don't don't care anymore. They don't even listen to it. (laughs) When I started started working with you guys at the old building, my first day we had dead air and alarms went off. And I went, well, that probably happens once a week. They have like a police siren outside the door and stuff here. They don't care. They're not even sure on the air. Hmm. Is anyone uh, checking that Dave's dialing the right number? His voicemail. It's going straight to voicemail. Hmm. And it's his, his voice? Damn. No, it's not even going there. Mm-hmm. It's going straight to voicemail, but not, not there. To His there. publicist, I, well, I was just saying that it's going. Maybe, maybe 
listen, though, Dave, maybe... That was no help. I know that you're hearing that it's going straight to voicemail. Maybe listen to the voice, and if it's like, hi, you've reached Cindy. No, 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 it is. If it's... Hold on, I'll call on this phone, too. Keep talking. Okay, this is good. I hope it's Cindy. I'd like to talk to her about Jerry O'Connell's new talk show. You know what I think would be fun um, is we all share our Jerry O'Connell stories, because I know we all have them. Allie, you you have... uh, You had run-ins with Jerry when you were doing the news, right? Yeah, he is a huge fan of local news, and he loved KTLA, and I'm not sure if he's still doing it, but he would literally drop by the station just to hang out, say hi to reporters and anchors. And just chat? uh, Just chat. It was mostly the evening show, which is funny, because I didn't know people (laughs) watched that one. Um, But yeah, he loved, loved, loved local news, so I would love to know if he's still doing that. That's yeah. just bizarre. That is weird. I've yeah. never heard of that before, ever. Yeah. I would think security would stop that from happening. Yeah, I didn't think you'd be allowed to just stop by and hang out at the news. It's it's Hollywood treasure, Jerry O'Connell. Oh, that's okay. true, It's yes. not, you that's know, true. Jim from Silmar. And oh, Jensen, what did you see Jerry do one day? Uh, I went to Jerry's house once you. to go swimming. It was like 100 degrees. He lives in my hometown, and uh, he invited me over to swim, which was very fun with his cute twins. He's got very cute little daughter twins. Mm-hmm. And uh, he... We had a great day barbecuing. He has this like little vineyard in his. It was an wow. adorable day and a very sweet and subtle <laughs> it and was kind. An adorable day. And then as I'm leaving, he's waving and he's like, "Bye!" And I'm leaving the. <laughs> I'm leaving the, his driveway and he reaches over and I see him. He looks very like a completely different feeling than the whole day. He looks very aggressive. Oh no! And he reaches over and he pulls out a machete and I was like, "Oh God!" And then I just see him start stabbing the floor as hard as he could. What? And he killed a rattlesnake. <laughs> Yeah, as he was saying goodbye, he was like, bye, Hey, smile, have a good day. Smile, smile, smiles, reach down, angry face, machete, kills rattlesnake. Wow. Are you sure there was a rattlesnake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I drove, well, I drove what back up. What if he up. just snapped? No, I drove back because I was like, okay. what is it? What's funny wrong? he just yeah. snapped and he came at Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I made sure. I, you know, two, uh, it was a snake in two pieces. Wow. Yeah. He has. Uh, he contains multitudes, doesn't he? He really does. Mm-hmm. Jerry O'Connell is hosting the Jerry O Show. It is going to debut Monday, August 12th at 10 a.m. on Fox. Please watch it. It's going to be great, and it is a preview. So it's very important that the ratings are good for those three weeks that he's doing it because then they'll give him a full-time show. And here's the other thing about Jerry. He's going to hear that this didn't work out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the phones or whatever. He'll have some story about it. But he will feel so bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's just work this into him coming in as a That's guest. That's what I'm saying. Or like something. It. Whatever we want to do, let's so try to figure it out. So our story gonna... is we're, we're really angry. Oh, oh my God. God. So we're serious. so upset. And Ugh. then we found out that he hates the news and right? rattlesnakes. rattlesnakes. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> He's a killer. Yeah. That's what we found out. Yeah. He's a killer. He's a murderer. Yeah. And turns out that dead body that he went to see as a kid, mm-hmm. he killed the person. Whoa. That's Plot twist. stand by me reference. Plot twist. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. I can't go on. Bean I... just said he's never seen a Jim Carrey movie other than Truman Show. I can't. I can't. You never even saw Dumb and Dumber? No. Kevin will vouch for me on this. Not for me. That's not for me. I'm, it's, not, it's No, too dumb for me. Oh, dumb and Dumber is a, uh, I'm going to just say it. It is a classic. It's a great movie. I don't. I'm not denying uh, that people enjoy them. I, I'm not <laughs> mad at anyone who who watched them and liked them and loves them. I can't believe you live in a universe where smoking doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Look, not for me. Bruce Almighty. Not for me. Never seen it. Hmm. Liar, liar. Me, myself, and Irene. I haven't seen any of these movies that you are describing. Oh my god. The Majestic. 
I don't even know what that is. No, it's about. a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Jim Carrey got very bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to run out of time here if we don't get to this. All right. Um, by the way, um, the, the latest uh, thing is that Jerry O'Connell was uh, outside and maybe in a terrible spotty service area. So that may be... Did I say Jim Carrey? I'm sorry, Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. I'm like, that wow. was a weird Jim Carrey. I know, it was a very weird thing. Really tracking him. Smoking. Yes. Jerry O'Connell. Because uh, we were trying to get him on the phone. It's, uh, we were having some uh, connection problems. So uh, who knows? It may still happen or we may do it another day. But I don't, th- I don't think he hates us. I think he just couldn't get in touch with us. I yeah, agree. What was happening there. All right, Kevin. We, we talk- have to believe that. You know, otherwise, we we'd be- get our feelings hurt all the time. When people yeah, of course, do. yes. Come on. All right, we talked about the, the Ocho uh, a few minutes ago. You didn't get a chance to see as, as much of it as you wanted to, but you do have some highlights. I did bring in some, yes. The Ocho was on yesterday. And um, you should explain what that is for people who don't know. Well, the it's the network that covered Dodgeball in the classic movie Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, and they called it the Ocho, and it was ridiculous. And so ESPN started doing uh, um, sort of a a comedy full day of programming yeah. like that where they would go out alternative sports they would find ridiculous alternative sports like I haven't had time yet to watch the spike ball challenge <laughs> uh, the lumberjack championship the axe oh throwing gosh. I haven't been able to catch up on the stone skipping competition mm-hmm. oh, All you of have these... to have a certain wrist movement <laughs> right they yeah. do talk about that uh, revenge of the dodgeballs I did see uh, jugglers mm-hmm. jugglers the revenge of the dodgeballs so there's a guy in the back juggling and they're playing dodgeball the other team is trying to hit the get him to stop juggling and then he's got defense in front of him okay it sounds stupid when I say it this way I thought it sounded good no it sounds amazing <laughs> exactly. and hey, you did a good job. one of the guys that won super hot I don't know if you noticed that he's juggling pins I didn't notice that as, oh, yeah. as much he's okay. the guy that didn't get hit in the nuts no okay uh, there was the uh, cherry sp- uh, pit spitting championship. No. Okay. <laughs> right. There was the school bus figure eight. There was lawnmower racing, which I will introduce you to in a minute. Wait, school bus figure eight? They had to like drive around into a figure I eight? I didn't get a chance to catch up on it. Okay. Yet. I just know that I recorded I think that's the a good whole guess, day. though, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> and there was chess boxing. And at the beginning of it, they wanted to know how did chess boxing, where you play around a chess and then box and then play around a chess, how did that come to be? I used to play a lot of chess with my friend John Louis Feinstein. And then I moved to Berlin and I picked up boxing in this old GDR boxing gym. And when I came back to Amsterdam, I met my friend John Louis Feinstein in a bar. And we were having our second beer, by the way. And I told him, well, I feel great. I started boxing and, and you know, like gives me a lot of energy. And he says, Wow, me too. All right, how does it get from boxing makes me feel good mm-hmm. to chess boxing? And he said, like, you want to fight me? Yes, yeah, sure, I want to fight you. And then it all came together because I recalled this comic where there's a depiction of a chess boxing fight. And I said to Jean-Louis, we're going to do a fight. We're going to do a chess boxing fight. And eight months later, we ended up in an old church doing the first chess boxing match. <laughs> Rumble your brain. A thousand people showed up at that. At that is first. funny. At the first <laughs> chess boxing. Now, they had the cornhole championships. Sure. Yeah. The U.S., big in cornhole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love cornhole. Americans are the greatest cornholers in the world. <laughs> really By are. the way, that's very true. Yeah. Oh, is it? <laughs> this is uh, the final. They don't mention cornhole, but it's the final. And you can hear how crazy. I think all this has to be done with beer. Has to. You have to feed the crowd beer in mass amounts. Guess what round it is, Trey? Get up. The Ocho. The Ocho. Ocho. Push it. And it could be the round for USA. Push it. 
I don't know what the guy in the background is yelling, push it. I'm not sure what you that means. You want to push the beanbag out of the oh, way. Oh, out of the way. Yeah. I thought he was just a big salt and pepper fan. Gotcha. <laughs> on Henderson. What's he got up that sleeve? And that will do it. The United States reigns supreme across the globe. Dominating Canada. 26 to 5. Henderson and Hisner over Sullivan. (laughs) They're all chanting USA like crazy. 26 to 5? Right? That's huge. It makes the women's soccer win seem stupid. (laughs) Let's go down to Stormy. Well, Trey just said it. You guys got that signature win that you guys have been waiting for all year with the Team USA chance in the background. How good does this one feel? I'll tell you, having anybody supporting you is a great feeling. I got to tell you, I've done it in complete obsolescence for my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) And to have more than my parents there is really exciting. Uh, Canada must really be hanging their head in shit. Right? Oh, after yeah. that, though. Right? Uh, the Slippery Stairs <laughs> World Championship. I mean, it's the first ever, but they just came up with it. But here's a description. From Costa Mesa, California, on the grounds of the OC Marketplace, welcome to the very first Slippery Stairs World Championship. So we have 100 gallons of lubrication getting ready to spill onto the white stairs. Zoe, it's going to be exciting. Your thoughts about what you might expect from this. Honestly, it's going to be wild no matter what. They already say that they don't know what to expect, but they really don't know what to expect. That's right. All these surprises. It should be a lot of fun. Okay, it sounds Sounds terrible, right? Mm-hmm. And then it starts. And they are off, but they're not running. They are slipping and sliding on the slippery stairs. Now it sounds worse. Yeah, I don't think this is my favorite of the sports you've highlighted. And then you get about three minutes into the race, and I I was voting for Trent, but then Shane came on, and I did okay. not know what to okay. do. Shane has a step that looks like he's going to go all the way. Yes. But maybe not for long. Super grab Shane oh. in the Wow. Are there any obstacles in their way? Like, nope, are they throwing just, any? No, it's they're just all pure? going. It's a staircase that has walls. Yes. And there's too many people to sort of fit in the space. Yeah. So if you go down, you you're take taking everyone, everyone down. with you. And this oh. is considered athletic? Or is it just like, uh, they like wipeout? Wipeout. They wore, they helmets. wore helmets. I mean, it seems oh, okay. more like wipeout. Okay. Except for direct competition with other people. Yes. Kevin, would you consider this just like a bigger, grander version of trying to cry, uh, climb a greased pole, for yes, instance? Yes, sure. Similar thing, right? Yeah, exact similar thing. But they take a half hour or an hour on ESPN, Ocho, the Ocho, mm. to do that. I love it. And they have commentators, and they act like it's been going on forever, and it's ridiculous. Some people might think this is lawnmower racing. <laughs> so they show like... <laughs> They show like a, a 1970s vision, vision of a little guy on a riding lawnmower. Uh-huh. And this is how they get into the lawnmower racing. Wrong. Perhaps this is more your speed. Souped up grass cutters going in excess of 80 miles per hour through chicanes and straightaways. This is high octane lawn care, baby. <laughs> okay, come on. Upwards of 80 miles per hour? Yes, on lawnmowers. <laughs> Riding what? lawnmowers. They, what is they it, like replace the like engine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they soup it all up and then they and then they do it full. Fast and furious. I loved it. Eighty miles an hour on a lawnmower. This is high octane lawn care. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, then they had something that I really did get into, and I was very surprised by this, which is old school Tetris. Okay. A tournament oh. of hmm. old school Tetris, and this is the one where the little blocks come down, and then you have to line them up, and then rows go. You know. 
disappear. Yeah, but they're using real people, not just no, the video no, no. Game? It's the video game. Oh, okay. It's the old school. Just two Tetris. people okay. sitting in front of an NES. Yes, right. and you're watching it on the screen. It's time for action here at the ninth annual Classic Tetris World Championship <laughs> in Portland, Oregon. It's held within the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, and thousands of Expo attendees are present to witness the greatest Classic Tetris competitors face off to determine a champion. All right, so I'm like, I'm gonna watch. Tetris on TV? Mm-hmm. How's that going to be good? After nearly two days of grueling competition, only four players remain. Two are Japanese grandmasters, one being the elder statesman known as Corion, and the other being his young friend Green Tea, both having traveled <laughs> thousands of miles in hopes to wrest the title from their U.S. counterparts. And from California, there's the 16-year-old prodigy Joseph Saley, who rewrote the record books, training for this first world championship, becoming the first player to reach level 32. Okay, I didn't play Tetris that much. Is that good? Yeah. I assume level 32 is pretty high. Yeah. So now it becomes a battle of the USA versus Japan. Because mm-hmm. they've got grandmasters. Get ready to chant. It's ridiculous. Pressure is on the kid right now. So basically what happens near the end is it's just the two Americans. It's a guy who's won seven championships in a mm-hmm. row. Who knew that was a thing? And mm-hmm. the 16-year-old kid. Well, from, how did a 16-year-old kid get into the original Nintendo? That you got to ask, That's too. a great question because yeah. he is in the final. Yeah, he wasn't even yeah. born. Yeah. Is he build going on? Always going he, for the Tetris. He held out. Boom, Tetris for Joseph. 17 piece the There's Take the level. There it is, Tetris Boom. for Joseph. And York. And we have a new Tetris world champion. All right, now wow. I just want you to listen to the announcing as they go. 16-year-old Joseph Saley has done it. He oh, my is goodness. your new world champion taking it away from seven-time champion Jonas Neubauer, the young kid on the block. He has done it. Unprecedented results here. A true prodigy. And oh the emotions are coming out now. He t- he's crying. He's sobbing. <laughs> he's sobbing because he won Tetris. The emotions are coming and you can see 16 years old and without a game like Tetris, a 16-year-old kid from California would never have an experience like this. Look, he is beside himself with emotion right now. And here comes his mom to congratulate him. Sister, mom. So, <laughs> he uh, says, maybe, here comes his mom to congratulate him. And then you see her from behind. She's a brunette. And he goes, sister, mom, I don't know. <laughs> By the way, this kid should have invested that time in Fortnite. Yeah, and exactly. won the $3 million dollars oh, no, like won the like, other kid He did. won like 250 bucks in this one. Indeed, yeah. he did, yes. Yeah. And I wanted him to say, F you, green tea. <laughs> but he didn't. That was disappointing. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I just think Dave's just playing a prank on us right now So because we made fun of him earlier today. Yes. For stopping Beer Mode from whistling at the Dodger game? Because, uh, so he pretends to have Jerry O'Connor right. on the phone, and then uh, we go, okay, let's talk to Jerry. And he goes, psych! And then he did there. last time. Now yes, he's saying exactly. he's on again. I think he's punking us, man. I think we're going right. to, let's see, we're going to go to this phone, mm-hmm. and it is not going to be Hollywood treasure Jerry O'Connell. That's my guess. Hello there. It's going to be... It's going to be Hollywood Treasure, Jerry O'Connell. There you go. Hey, yeah. Yeah. First, of all, first of all, I want to say hello to everybody there. Uh, very old, old friends of mine. Um, you guys were the first to call me Hollywood Treasure. And then, do you know, I did something for, like, the Hollywood Reporter. 
And the dude says, as Kevin and Bean calls him, the Hollywood treasure, <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. Well, it uh, it's, was true then, and it's true now, Jerry. And we're happy to catch up with you. And we're, happy, we're very excited about seeing what happens on our TV this, uh, this Monday at 10 a.m. on Fox. How In a million years did you ever think you would be a guy hosting a daytime talk show? Uh, it's an insane story. I filled in for Wendy Williams, the talk show host on Channel 11 there in L.A., and uh, she, um, she, uh, I'm basically the substitute, I'm like a substitute teacher on TV who is now, like, getting a job on the faculty. Okay. Or, like, the principal. Like the- you have, like, your own show. Oh, I guess, yeah, Jensen, I guess it would be, like, the principal, or the vice principal. <laughs> okay. Or, you know what, I'm like... I'm like a substitute teacher who's now a guidance counselor. There you go. I like okay. it. There you go. Right. With, with tenure. Much more clear. Right. Yes. With <laughs> tenure. I don't think so. I'm, uh, listen, I'm, I'm, one, I'm, 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 I'm one bad segment away from them pulling the plug. And oh, same. Back. Well, that, that's what we were urging our uh, listeners. Uh, we were talking about the show earlier. We were saying, look, this is a being called a three-week preview, so it's very important that the ratings are good. So we are urging everybody to make sure to DVR and watch the show's Starting at uh, Monday at 10 a.m. on Fox because we want you to get this job. Now, what are your uh, what do you think your your particular qualifications are to be a talk show host? Do you have a natural curiosity that makes you want to interview people, Jerry? Um, because I hate to tell you, I don't have any qualifications whatsoever to have this job. I mean, it's not um, like you can go to school for this job, right? I mean, I guess you could go to like journalism school. That's um, worth nothing. I, I don't know what to say. I, I'm shocked that they gave it to me as well. I know I'm supposed to come on here with like a lot of confidence and be like, <laughs> "This has been my lifelong dream." I knew I, I I I I had a vision of it, and now it's all happening. And I read the secret, and everything is happening for me. <laughs> um, it's literally Wendy Williams goes on on break for the month of August, and she said, "Hey, listen, they want me to test the show. Do you want to be that person?" And I was like. Give me the mic. Let's go. What the hell? I mean, right. honestly, you may not have seen it coming, but anyone that knows you goes, yeah, of course. Yeah, makes and when, perfect he, makes perfect and when he filled in for Wendy Williams, it was some of my favorite television. He basically, in a very fun way, just read the same script Wendy would and just did it kind of as Wendy would have. And it was and it was infectious and funny, mm-hmm. and, and uh, it makes sense Jensen, to me. I do, watch, I do watch Wendy every day. It's where I get my news. Wendy is my wolf blitzer. <laughs> and so um, I'm I'm very much influenced by her. But you know what? Also, I was I was pretty close to the running for getting that yeah. Ryan Seacrest job on yeah. that Kelly Ripa show. So oh, I think yeah. that's that's what really put me in the world. You know? Yeah. Um, Otherwise, I'm normally just like a, a F-list actor. Oh, come Jerry on. O'Connell, American uh, come Okay, on. G, uh, um, <laughs> D, uh, E-list, D, E-list okay. actor. All right, better. Speaking of, uh, speaking of your friend Jensen, who you've yeah. been friends with for a long time in real life, uh, Jensen, have you... Drop the talk- mic, everybody, on TBS. <laughs> oh, well, don't, don't yell that too loud, we'll Jerry, see. nowadays. Maybe it's we'll a little, see. little too late for that plug, Jerry. Um, <laughs> does, does Jerry know Jensen, the update on the art project that you two did, uh, I, did together? I, I hinted to him a little on text. But, you know, we, we got to face Shia LaBeouf face-to-face here at K-Rock. I apologized for what I thought was semi-bullying. Uh, he accepted my apology. We had somewhat of an emotional moment. Yeah. Explain what it, how you I, were spoofing. Well, basically, uh, Shia LaBeouf opens an art exhibit on Beverly here in Los Angeles. I thought it would be funny in a quick way to work with Funny or Die to absolutely remake the same exact art exhibit as him, but next door. 
at the it, it, literally we were touching walls with his art exhibit and we pretended it had the same exact things but at the end of the art exhibit where you were supposed to meet Shia LaBeouf mm-hmm. we replaced him with American Treasure Jerry O'Connell Hollywood, Hollywood. Treasure, mm-hmm. Hollywood Treasure yeah. Jerry O'Connell and it was a great bit and we ended up getting more press than Shia I knew deep down that it hurt Shia's feelings because I had heard and also I just knew it would and so I always felt like I bullied him and so when he came in here I apologized he teared up it was a nice moment mm-hmm. but I don't think he was done with Jerry O'Connell's apology let me uh, apologize on air to Jerry O'Connell who I who I mad dog like a mother <laughs> street hard you can't say hard. that either Shia. Say that. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> so you tried to take it out on Jerry? Yeah, I, well, I didn't take it out on him, but I saw him one time at a coffee shop and just kind of like, I, I like looked him in the left eye for like 45 seconds, like, I'm going to suck your soul out of your face. Uh, but, but so Jerry O'Connell, big love, bro. Did you remember? That is unbelievable. I got I to gotta tell you, this is so funny. I saw him in that coffee shop. This is going to blow your mind. I've what? never, Jensen, this is going to blow your mind. Yeah. I don't think I ever told you this story. I saw him at that coffee shop. And he was staring at me in a menacing manner. You noticed that. And and I was like pointing at myself like, are you looking at me, man? And I got to tell you, I didn't comp- I didn't even recognize him. I didn't know it was Shia LaBeouf. He's, I mean, listen, he's such a good actor. He, he doesn't have a particular look, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, he kind of looks like if you live in Los Angeles, someone who lives in downtown L.A. or Los Feliz, you know, yeah. he looks like a hipster. He's got the keychain, the tight jeans, the tight T-shirt. Yeah. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah, like, why is he staring and at he me? Was like, and he was staring at me, and I was like, what is this dude staring at me for? Like, I have no beef with it. I live in Calabasas. I'm like, I have no beef with anyone. And I actually pointed at myself, and I was like, are you looking at me? And he was, like, staring at me the whole time, and then nothing came of it. I was, like, I was, like shrugging my shoulders, like... Uh, do you have a beef with me? And I didn't even realize. And then it didn't hit me until the end of the day that it was Shia LaBeouf who was staring at me, and we did that thing yeah, spoof. for Funny or Die. Well, he so, apologized you know to you. I, well, no, I want to apologize to him. I'm, not <laughs> apology. I'm apologizing for spoofing him. He was doing art. You're right. He is a great artist. I that think we can, I think the common denominator here is that we can all blame Jensen. That's true. Yeah. It all yeah. points to he me. He is the instigator. Yeah. <laughs> it all points to me. And hey, Jensen, you know I do want to say this. I'm super proud of Shia LaBeouf. Me too. How about yeah. That? yeah. I said it to him. Agreed. Yeah. That's what. That's what you Agreed. came around to, Jensen. Is you yeah. said I realized that I. I was the a-hole because you were trying to do some art and I shouldn't have been I shouldn't have been making fun of that. Yeah, and also he's just Every went, story yeah. has a moral. Everyone every story has a moral and here's the moral to this story. When Jensen calls you up and says, "Let's make fun of this celebrity." Right. You got to go and do it because it's the story that keeps giving. <laughs> Excellent. Thank All right. You. Thank you. Well, I'm glad we could put that to bed. Everybody seems like everyone's cool with everyone else. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Uh, who's your first guest Monday on the Jerry O show as we say goodbye Mr. O'Connell? Guys, as I mean, you guys are in obviously radio personalities, big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first booking is Kelly Ripa. How about that? Ooh, okay, mm. all right. Your inspiration sounds good. Have yeah. a uh, have a great show. I know you do the thing in New York, but whenever you're uh, you know back home, please come see us. You're always welcome, Jerry. Hey, I learned all my broadcasting skills from you guys. That's not, oh, no. that's not good. No, 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 that's no, no, not, no, no Don't no, tell no. anyone that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. Bye-bye. Hey, we have an amazing segment, too, where we have, like, rap battles off with each other. Oh, it's no. really funny. It's an idea I came up with myself. What oh, a great no. idea. <laughs> Listen, at least you're using it now. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. 
All right, we have uh, many of us, uh, if you're on social media at all this week, you have been uh, horrified, terrified, and practically vomited when you saw a football player, Antonio Brown's foot. He Do we have a- to post all pictures of damage? <sighs> oh, a feet, th- really. I think this one's worth it. I mm. mean, uh, Quentin Tarantino uh, requested it, so we're <laughs> oh. putting it up. He is, am I wrong? He's with the Raiders, right? Yes. yes. He's with the Raiders. Okay, and how do, uh, before we t- get into the chirogenics of it, describe what they look like for folks who haven't seen the photos at Kevin and Beat on Twitter you mean the, or Instagram. His feet? His feet, yeah. It looks like the entire bottom half of his foot is a giant blister. It looks like he has, like, mucus packets. It's gross. Like, all throughout his feet. Uh, it is said that it was a result of him going into a cryogenic chamber without proper foot protection. And th- even though officially here his representatives have not acknowledged that that is the case. So I wanted to talk to Dr. Drew about the about cryotherapy because I've only ever heard about it. I know it's really, really cold. But what's it all about and why do people do it? Hey, Dr. Drew. Good morning, gentlemen. So I'm looking at said feet. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a lovely picture. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is a second-degree burn. That's what that is. Can you that get is. that from a cryogenic chamber? It, if you, it, don't... you know how if you hold dry ice, it will burn your hands? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. This is the exact same thing. It looks like he walked onto a surface that was – or maybe he stood on the surface while it froze to you know very, very low temperatures. And they burned himself. There's not much of a difference between a burn and frostbite, right? Uh, frostbite's a little different because that is actually the, the the whole tissue. Let's say a toe, the entire toe freezes. This is the surface of the skin into the soft tissue burning. A little different. A little so, different. do you buy his explanation then? Yeah, I do. You I do. mean, is this miss some kind of mishap in the cryogenic chamber? And uh, have you guys ever anybody anybody there ever done this? I know Joe Rogan was trying to get Kevin to go with him at one point, but you guys never set it up. I mean, I said, sure, I'll meet you there. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, this is what I'm confused about because apparently Antonio Brown and other athletes use it for for workout recovery. But then I heard it it does help. Soft tissue, just like, you know, you ice areas. Or you, you know, that, that I think people understand that that helps reduce inflammation. It's all about inflammation and blood flow. That's what. Okay, it's but this to is two hundred degrees below zero. It's pretty crazy, right? I, I've yes, done it. I've done you it. Oh, really? oh, tell us why and what it was like. Hey, can you send uh, us a picture of your feet, Drew? We'll put it up on Twitter. <laughs> no reason. No reason. My my, my feet are pristine. I'll have you know. Ah. Mm. Uh, huh. Emily Morris, who used to do Loveland all the time with us, she uh-huh. goes, "Hey, I got a friend with a cryo unit. Want to try this?" I'm like, "All right, I'll try it because I, I have a bad shoulder and a bad back and all this stuff." And uh, it essentially doesn't do much if you do it just one time. But, you know, athletes would not waste a lot of time doing this kind of thing if it had zero effect, right? So you think they can feel it if they do it on a regular basis? I I think it does help recovery. I think it does help inflammation in, in soft tissue. The, when you look at the literature, though, it's not FDA approved for anything. It hasn't been scientifically, objectively shown to do much. And cold water... Immersion therapy, like remember ice baths? They used yeah, to yeah. Sure. a lot of a lot of athletes do that. Actually. They still do yeah. that. Baseball yeah, guys. a lot of them. That actually measure measurably better effects than the cryo unit. Is that right? Okay, yeah. doctor. Two hundred degrees below zero is hard for me to get my head around. There has to be a point at which it is dangerous to be exposed to a temperature that is too cold. Well, if you you need to be supervised for one thing, and obviously, if you it's interesting when you look at the caution. You know, be, these people shouldn't be going to the cryo chamber. It's essentially anybody with any medical problems of any sort ever. You know, if you have, <laughs> if you have COPD, if you have pneumonia, if you have heart failure, if you have heart disease. So it being used for a medical treatment is sort of ridiculous because everyone is 
excluded if you have a medical problem. But if you're not supervised, I mean, there have been cases of people dying in them, you know. Oh, uh, they, 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 pass they just get out, left there? They pass out, fall down into the chamber and die. And oh. that has happened. That has happened. Not oh, worth like, it. Not worth it. Right? Not no. Worth it. But but it was refreshing, and it was. I don't. I don't. I you know. I I don't want to criticize my experience. It was quite good. It was quite nice, and I felt maybe a little less pain in my shoulders, and maybe that was placebo afterwards. And I certainly was more awake. And in terms of <laughs> tolerating tolerating the cold, it's kind of like boiling a frog. It's less uncomfortable than you would imagine. Hmm. I'm so surprised by that because if I go into the water like in an ocean or, or, or a lake or something like that and it's 65 degrees, it's way too cold for me to be in that water. I can't even under, uh, imagine below zero. I'm the same way. And especially, you know, I used to be a lifeguard and dive into 55-degree water. Now it's, if it's not 72, I'm not going in. And so, yes, I'm, I'm a pussy too, being the right. <laughs> what's, uh, uh, what's this with boiling frogs? Well, this, it's a it's a it's a hmm. The animal rights activists, please plug your ears. It, it's a a term designed. People that cook frogs claim they're doing it more humanely because the frog doesn't notice it's boiling to death. Right. It doesn't feel if it's it. hot oh. enough. If it's slowly, if it's if the, the temperature goes up slow. I had never heard that. I was like, are why you are you kidding? all boiling frogs? <laughs> yeah, you know, think, we all looked at each other like, what are they saying? Think about it, Allie. If you drop a frog into boiling water, I wouldn't. freak. No, okay. it, it would be incredibly painful and freak show. out. But yeah. if you drop it into lukewarm water and then gradually raise the temperature, oh. apparently it's supposed to be much more humane. So now it's kind of a... Be aware a, that Mr. Adam Carolla... And oh, no. also uh, Ryan Holiday, a famous famous Stoic author, uh, both advocate cold sh- uh, like dips in the morning. Yeah, yeah goes- he jumps in the pool. He jumps in the pool every instead morning. of showering. But it's also because he doesn't use shampoo and stuff. But that's that's a side argument. That's his, <laughs> other, that's his other self righteous uh, campaign. <laughs> <laughs> this is about this is sort of about stoic being stoic, being able to do that to yourself. How no matter how unpleasant it is, putting yourself through that as a way of toughening yourself up and being able to tolerate and also do the unpleasant thing when you need to do it. Interesting. I got to tell you, Ruben does the same thing in the Shangri La doc mm-hmm. that we watched. Yeah, it's like supposedly supposed to get you ready for the day and you mind over matter. Yeah. This um this this took us to on a journey today, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> We got into Corolla's bathing habits. We got into boiling frogs. We got into Antonio Brown's feet. Dr. Drew getting into the chirotherapy. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. All right. uh, Dr. Drew's going to be on uh, with uh, much different topics and a different tone on KABC this afternoon from noon till 3, as he is every Monday through Friday. Don't forget, go to drdrew.com for all the live appearances and a great bunch of podcasts. And you can see a doctor now in the comfort of your own home with the Heal app in the App Store or Google Play. Doctor, you never fail to amaze me with the depth of your knowledge on whatever topic we throw at you every week. So thanks so much for jumping on. A pleasure to be here, guys. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Jensen, did you get your cat anything for International Cat Day? Uh, just a bunch of love, man. Yeah, no gifts necessary. And I'm keeping them alive. Because every day is every International day is, Cat Day yes, at your house. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's cat lit himself on fire trying to get away from Dave. <laughs> he did. Quite a holiday. That was an interesting choice to let himself put himself on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have to discuss that another time. Uh, first, though, Allie is here with our final look at what's happening on a Thursday morning. Guys, coming to America, the reboot of it, if you will, we already know, obviously, Eddie Murphy's in it. Mm-hmm. Arsenio Hall is back on board mm-hmm. as Akeem's best friend. Well, guess who else has just been added to the movie? DJ Qualls. DJ Qualls, you guys. <laughs> Super excited. No, uh, Wesley... Is- 
Oh, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Give him to the punch. We, we were just talking about how he doesn't act very much. We, he's going to be playing a new character called General Izzy. He's a man that rules a neighboring nation. By the way, the new movie is going to be about um, Akeem returning to America in order to find his long-lost son. Ah. So that's what the whole movie is going to be about. I, I like that. Wesley Snipes. Sure. Yeah. And uh, Eddie Murphy. I Wakanda like it. forever. By the way, um, what? Hmm? I, I said Wakanda forever. Why? Because there's so many like famous black actors in this movie. That doesn't sound. That doesn't sound. It doesn't. No association there when you start to see all these big stars lining up. Just reminds me of the big film from last year. It's the number number one movie of the year. You got. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just keep it a bean. This thing on. <laughs> Unfortunately, my God. Can you lose the Hall of Fame thing? <laughs> I'm sure it's not too late. It sounds racist. Uh, here's the thing. The director, who's probably best known for Hustle & Flow, Craig Brewer, just was working with Wesley Snipes and Eddie Murphy in Dolomite Is My Name. So I'm thinking things went real well on that oh. set if Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. was like, hey, Wesley, want to join me over right. here for coming to America? What is he doing with Jesse? It's, a, it's very weird. 1920s newsreel of Mary? It's what Eddie's into right now. It's very strange. Mm. I am... So pumped for that. Both movie, of those you guys. movies sound great. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. By the way, Dolomite Dolomite is my name is set to premiere next month at the Toronto International Film Festival. So we're gonna be hearing a lot about that movie coming up. Can't wait though for coming to America. Please don't take Bean to see it unless you want right. to hear a bunch of racist comments from the back. Wasn't this movie's racist. like Black Panther. <laughs> I'm just saying. It had a, a similar star-studded cast. That's because of all. their skin color. Yes. Uh, Stop asking. Out of curiosity, that star-studded cast in Black Panther. Uh huh. Who who were they? Yeah. Well, there was uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Okay. There was um, oh, what's the guy's name that I'll I even love? give you one? I'll give you Michael B. Jordan's in it. Michael B. Jordan is in it. Yep. Who's the guy who's in everything? Who's great? That's. I think you're done. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I think that's it. I mean, I'm not going to give you Chadwick because I don't yes, think... Yes, Chadwick thought, Boseman, of course, I, the star. Yes, he can't come up with it. I don't think phenomenal. he was a star star, you know. Bean is a racist. Bean no. is a racist. Bean is a racist. Oh, I, yeah. I want to apologize right now if anyone <laughs> interpreted that, my remark as being racist. I was just making the comparison that it's another super, super movie. movie. Sounds great. You're, you're saying it sounds African like American a really, really black helping. movie is what you're saying. You're not helping. Yourself. It's, it's anytime, a very black movie. Anytime you see a black saying. person uh, in a movie, you yell Wakanda forever. We know that. <laughs> it sounds racist. Don't okay. trust white. <laughs> All right. And uh, uh, stop hold trying. And, stop uh, trying. Uh, Angela Bassett. Too, you stop trying. Was it that? Hmm. Okay. Stig in a hole. Back out, to of, you. out of curiosity, you saw Black Panther? I have not. I've not seen <laughs> it. Yes. But yes. I know it was the biggest yes. movie of 2018, though. I know that. Unbelievable. Hey, Dave, is there any way? Ever trust white? Is there any way what's happening could not be on the podcast <laughs> today? <laughs> goes on the podcast. Or is that just yesterday? We're gonna put this on twice. Wakanda <laughs> forever. Just when we're talking about a black movie. <laughs> wow. And he didn't see it. Look. Yeah. Look. I, I, I don't see race. <laughs> Except, That's all you see. Except you do see it, because... Forrest Whitaker. is a racist. Bean is a racist. Bean is a racist. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Sterling Kate Brown. This is what I'm saying, you guys. Mm. There were a lot of 
great actors in Black Panther, and it sounds like the movies Ali's describing is the same. Oh, shit, here we go. It's on. Race war. I don't think that's. Race war's on, everybody. It's going down. It's going down. It's not where we're. Come on. Race war. Not where we're headed. Right. To Bean's dismay. <laughs> Back to you, Alex. Let's let me, change the topic. Let please. me get you, uh, you out of this because this story is. You can't get him out of it. You just have to move on. Yeah, we're going to move like on. It didn't happen. Because this story cracks me up. Guys, so. Is this- is today my last day? <laughs> Maybe. Is this is this the farewell show? Wow. A lot of people are um, commenting on a farmer's odd choice when he proposed to his partner with an engagement ring placed on a cow udder. Um, yeah, I saw that photo. Doesn't seem sexy. He thought it's perfectly on brand. I'm a farmer. My my now soon to be wife, she understands my line of work. However, once it showed up on a Facebook group called <laughs> That's It, I'm Ring Shaming the Reckoning. That is a Facebook group with 18,000 people in I it. I love it. That just shame either proposals, wedding rings, whatever. Mm. Um, people were not impressed. Do we know uh, that she doesn't love it? Is it, she a farmer? All that matters is that she loved it That's and what he I'm loved saying. it. However, people were saying it's practically animal abuse. No. Okay. No, it's not. Take it easy. And that's coming from animal lover That's coming from someone who has milked a cow, by the way. I'm telling you, there's a lot more pressure on the teats milking a cow than there is by just putting a ring on there. I saw the picture. It's Mm -hmm. not like it was cutting off circulation or anything. A lot of code going on right there. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) By the way, great phone. I think a great phone topic in your fiance uh, hid the ring someplace so that you would discover. Because I'm Mm -hmm. sure that we have listeners who found it in the fridge, you know, who found it all sorts of different places. In an oyster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In a, in a piece of cake or whatever mm-hmm. on a, on a cow's head. You ate it and you had to wait three days for it? Right. Um, other people were saying, is this considered a nipple ring? <laughs> um, other people saying, he's really trying to milk the proposal. I mean, this come sounds like on. Other people saying, wow, she's a real cow? Oh, I don't think that's that. such a racist no. question. I'm just saying. You say that's like animal abuse, but... A, it's, yeah, like you're saying, Bean, it's not restricting anything. Mm -mm. If you have ever milked a cow or a goat, you got to yank those teats to the point where you're like, oh, my God, I am am ruining this animal's day. It's very hard work. Yes. If you'd like to just check out YouTube, put in Allie McKay milks a goat, you will see it's not easy, you guys. And I was double fisting. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Christine is asking that we not say the word... Teats. How come, Christine? What's what's the problem with teats? What do you think? I think teats is fine. That's what they literally and legitimately what they're called. Yeah. 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 It's not a bad word. Right. Sounds like a bad word. Cows don't have boobies. Right? Calm your teats. It's what I'm saying. Kind of forever. (laughs) He said it again? Again! Why would you go back? Bean is a racist. Bean is a racist. Bean is a racist. Oh, yeah. I assume that's racist. So that happened. Mm-hmm. You guys saw He's on fire! <laughs> I don't like the color of our skin. Okay, Whoa. you're not helping. Whoa. You're not helping at all. Is that your kid? Get that bean footage from when he was a child. Way to go, Cracker. Oh, come on, Allie. Oh, you're not making it any better. <laughs> all right, guys, some birthdays for you. Sean Mendez, Megan Good, JC Chazé from InSync, Dustin Hoffman, The Edge from U2, from Creed, Scott Stapp. Yeah! 
Howard Stern sidekick Robin Quivers and tennis player Roger Federer. Kevin, do you remember the breakfast with Creed? Barely. Wasn't it just you? No, it was just one listener. <laughs> yeah. We did a breakfast right. with Creed so you guys for one up to the public? That's right, listener. Yeah. Yes, we opened up to the public for Free tickets. all of their fans got to come. No, it was just we gave it away to one person who came in and watched Scott Stapp do, perform acoustic. Unbelievable. You know they sold, in the day when they sold albums, they sold over 20 million. Oh, no, 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 no. oh yeah. It's crazy. Huge. Did he get Huge. the joke that you only let one person in? Or was I, he... think, I thought we thought he was pretty cool. I think yeah. we enjoyed our, our visit with Scott. I mean, do we want to trust Bean's opinion now after this, what's happening? Probably. Probably not. Probably no, he'd like Seth. Scott Stapp. <laughs> That's I didn't thing. care for his driver. <laughs> Who was a very annoying white guy. I don't know what you... I... Wow! Check, is that please. racist? Tell me the truth. Honestly, this is how bad that joke was. I literally thought, oh, did his driver kill someone? Like, it was a you story like in the news that backstory. I missed. Oh. Bean. Guys... Bean is a racist, bean is a racist, bean is a racist, oh yeah. Anything else you want to add before? How much can I care at this point? It's true. <laughs> hey, Queen. A 5 right. p.m. commercial-free hour. If you'd like that, it's happening this afternoon thanks to a random act of helpfulness. We show Cal helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. Maybe. Which has become very racist, it turns out. It's Kevin not show. racist. Uh, that's my jam on the program tomorrow. Keep it 100 because it's Friday. Your hotel room disasters. And we've got your passes to K-Rock Six Flags Magic Mountain Takeover tomorrow morning. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Screw all the haters and what they say. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.